Welcome back to the New Wave Nerds. I'm your host, Brennan Sem. Uh, joining me this week is uh, actually nobody. <laughs> um, we had some scheduling issues, and then there was some weather and an, an illness. So uh, here I am, all alone, uh, just like the rest of my life. Uh, but no. Uh, but this week, uh, since I am alone, there's obviously going to be much less banter, uh, but hopefully that means we'll really get to dig in on uh, some of these stories and touch on quite a few things. Uh, so without further ado, let's hop right in. Uh, this week, I kind of wanted to discuss what's been going on over in the world of DC. Uh, we mostly... This it's starting to feel a little bit too much like a, a Marvel and Star Wars podcast, so it felt like a, a good time to discuss what's going on with DC because they've had a bit of a, um, let's just say a rocky couple of months. It's been interesting. <laughs> There's been a lot of news that's been exciting. There have been a lot of letdowns, uh, but yeah. So we've we've alluded to it a few times on a couple of episodes. Um, I think we might even talked about. Henry Cavill, the Henry Cavill thing a little bit, but you know, we, we've never really dug deep. Uh, so it feels like the logical thing to do here. So I guess a little bit of background last year, I think it was, there was, um, was it last year? Jeez, I don't even know. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's sort of been known, uh, it's been a running joke in the community forever that, you know, all the D- the DC movies are just trash, <laughs> which is, is kind of fair. I mean, um, not quite totally accurate, but it feels fair. Uh, the movies aren't exactly terrible. They're just not really consistent. Uh, or they're actually pretty good, and then they fumble the bag at the end. Uh, like in the case of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, I actually like it. You know, I thought it was good. Up until the end, you know, where there's that whole scene where he's like, gotta save Martha, you know, and, and Batman's like, <laughs> how do you know that name? Um, it's, yeah, that was stupid. And then the whole dark side thing was stupid. Um, and apart from that, I mean, I don't like the way they handled Lex Luthor. I think I've talked about that before. Like, I don't really like the direction that they went with him. Um, but that's just a personal thing. Whereas I think everybody sort of hates the dark side stuff and wonder woman 2 for that matter i i I liked wonder woman 1 you know up until the final battle in which where it became completely stupid you know the graphics were dumb the writing was bad i don't know i don't even know what happened (laughs) but it wasn't very good anyways in light of that uh the they decided to just sort of basically scrap it (laughs) they so they um there was, you know, there's a lot of changes going on at DC. I think, um, let's see, there was the, the Warner Brothers, the whole Warner Brothers situation. I think we touched on that uh, in one of our early episodes about the the canceling of Batgirl and uh, the uncertain future of the Supergirl TV show. Um, but then shortly after that, it was announced that Peter Safran and James Gunn were going to be appointed the co-CEOs of DC Studios. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't understand why they chose James Gunn. <laughs> um, frankly, I mean, he's, I'm, I'm not going to lie, obviously, he's very talented, but like, obviously, okay, so we got, what did he do? Guardians 1 was great, right? Guardians 2, I didn't think was that good. Um, 
there was The Suicide Squad, so that was the, the second one, the second Suicide Squad movie starring Idris Elba and not Will Smith. Um, that one was okay. I know a lot of people really liked it. I didn't really like it, but that's mostly just because I don't like the, the Suicide Squad, really. Um, and then the Peacemaker TV show, which which I, I, uh, I forgot that existed until just now. That was another one that was super popular when it came out. So I guess he is basically the only person who's made good DC stuff. <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, as I've discussed, I like uh, Man of Steel. What was that? Uh, Scott Snyder? Or is it Zack Snyder? Which one is the director? Yeah, Zack Snyder is the director. Scott Snyder wrote the Court of Owls New 52 Batman run. Um, I, you know, I love Man of Steel, but then, you know, we look further on the other stuff Zack Snyder did for the DCEU and Batman v Superman. Not phenomenal. Um, and then Justice League. You know, the original cut of the Justice League, that fails, and that's not entirely his fault. I'm not going to really put that on him. Um, obviously, with that, uh, he had to step away because uh, his daughter, unfortunately, committed suicide, which is fair, <laughs> which is a fair as a fair thing to do to step aside. And then the studio tapped Joss Whedon, and the tone, the, the whole movie was not great. But he, I mean, to be fair, even the Snyder cut was awesome. Was I? I mean, I wasn't awesome. I really liked it, but I wouldn't say it was like really great. You know, there were a lot of things that were weird about it. And that really just be, that really just comes from the sort of universe that had been set up, right? Uh, okay, so I guess what I'm saying is I do kind of understand why they went with James Gunn. I don't <laughs> I'm not entirely happy with some of the decisions he's made up until now, which we will we will touch on a little bit later, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. But let's see. So then after James Gunn and Peter Safran were chosen, the next really major thing as far as I was concerned personally was um, the whole Superman. I'm going to call it a catastrophe. <laughs> the whole Superman catastrophe. I'm not, I'm not entirely happy about it. So I think we have mentioned it a few times before on the pod, but it is, it bears repeating. Um, so Henry Cavill not obviously played Superman in the DCEU up until this point, you know, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, all those movies. Um, and I loved Henry Cavill, right? Personally, I thought he was a phenomenal Superman. I mean, obviously, it was a very different Superman from what we got from, you know, Christopher Reeve in uh, the Superman the movie in the 70s. It's a, it's a much more, it's a much darker Superman. It's a much more grounded Superman. And I think that I like that aspect, though I do understand why some people wouldn't necessarily be cool with it. So originally, there was a lot of stuff up in the air about whether or not Henry Cavill would be returning. There were a lot of rumors. Um, it wasn't for sure, you know. Nobody really knew what was happening. And then the Black Adam movie came out, and uh, Superman's in the post credit scene, and The Rock spoiled that on the press tour. <laughs> uh, he spoiled it for everybody, which is so stupid, but, you know... I uh, whatever. <laughs> um but so Henry Cavill's back in the Black Adam post-credit scene and following that, you know, everybody's super excited. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is building up that there's going to be this epic battle between Superman and Black Adam. And then Henry Cavill meets with James Gunn. And originally James Gunn's all in, right? James Gunn is he tells 
Henry Cavill to announce on his Instagram that he's um, that he's going to be back. DC Studios tells Henry Cavill to announce to the world that he will be coming back as Superman. And then <laughs> a week passes and we get another Instagram post from Henry Cavill. This one, however, is not quite so joyful. Uh, you can clearly see he's on the verge of tears. <laughs> no, I mean, but you could tell that he really did want to play Superman and he was really excited. But he announced that instead uh, of him returning, they are in fact going a different direction. And what we now know from James Gunn is that they've decided to go with a much younger Superman and tell a story from Superman's life where he's not uh, an adult, right? I would assume, I don't know, we don't have much details, but the the working title for the movie is Young Superman. <laughs> so I don't know how young we're talking. I would assume like 25, but that, that sucked. I was really upset about that. Uh, and I know Shade was too. And if he were here, he would be crying just like me. But <laughs> the, the I think the part that bothered me the most about it, though, was the fact that before all this happened, before, I think this might have even been before the Black Adam movie, uh, James Gunn tweeted in a, uh, a panel from the Kingdom Come comic book series, or from the comic book arc, which is, you know, generally considered <laughs> one of the best Superman stories of all time. Uh, and it's a lot of people consider it one of the greatest DC comics of all time. I don't necessarily know about that. I haven't read enough DC. I haven't read enough major DC events to really fully throw my hat in the ring, but I could see why. I mean, I, I read kingdom come and I thought it was phenomenal. Right. And my dad loves kingdom come as well. Uh, he's, he actually told me about it originally. Um, James Gunn posted an image and he said, it, I think the caption was something like plans or something. I don't know. But the assumption was that he was reading the Kingdom Come storyline and that he was thinking of making that the next Superman story. Now, in Kingdom Come, the whole point of it is that Superman is old. And I don't just mean like old, like comparatively how Henry Cavill is old. I mean, he's only like 40. But Superman, in this instance, he was like 50. Like, he had a whole beard. You know, he would he had so much gray hair. Oh, wow. Henry Cavill is exactly 40. He was born in 1983. Well, I guess he's technically 39 because he was born in May. But still. <laughs> um, the point is that Henry Cavill would be the perfect choice if you're going to do a Kingdom Come storyline. Because, one, he's already Superman, uh, and two, just add a little bit more makeup to him, you know? Give him a little bit more gray hair, and he's there. And he's got the look, and it would be a phenomenal story. Uh, it would make Shazam a character that actually matters. Uh, it would make Shazam a character that isn't just a laughingstock, uh, which I would love to see from Shazam. You know, I get that it's a comedy movie, but I would like to see some actual substance in those movies. Um I love Zachary Levi. I mean, he was phenomenal in Chuck. And from Chuck, we know that he can do like a serious acting and he can do it well, right? We know that he can do both. Um, and so I would love to see a Kingdom Come storyline with, with Henry Cavill and Zachary Levi. But 
that's not the route they're going, I guess. <laughs> I just don't know why he would post that and then be like, never mind, we're going to go Superman when he's a, a lot younger. And and again, I, I understand why they want to go with a young Superman, because I would ass- I know that James Gunn has, a, has announced that they're making a 10-year plan, right? So you want somebody who can play this part for a while, even if obviously over the years it's going to dim- diminish and you're going to phase him out. I, I fully understand why you would go with a young Superman. I just don't know why you would tease a movie based off of one of the most famous Superman comics of all time and then tell Henry Cavill to say he's coming back and then just pull the rug out from under him, right? So that bothered me. <laughs> but here's here's what we know about James Gunn's 10-year plan, right? We know, obviously, he, he's making some... Uh, he's axing basically the whole Justice League. We're st- I think they're still making Aquaman 2, uh, so Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I'm pretty sure that's still coming out. But... I think it is very heavily rumored that in the new DCU, um, Jason Momoa is actually going to be playing Lobo instead. Uh, and th- I mean, these these sort of rumors, they come... <laughs> it's it's The internet is treating it as though it's a, a foregone conclusion that Jason Momoa is going to come back as Lobo. And I believe that as well. I just don't really have any evidence. Uh, other than I know that Jason Momoa has wanted to play Lobo for so long. Uh, he talks about it constantly, how he, how much he loves Lobo. Um, and not that long ago, he posted something on either his Instagram or his TikTok or something, some form of social media where he was like, I just got a call. Um, and he was like, I can't tell you what it was about, but something huge is happening for DC and I'm so excited. And he was like, ah, and I was like, okay, well. Clearly, you're going to be Lobo. <laughs> I think even now that I say that, James Gunn even tweeted a picture of Lobo or something. It was a whole thing. But moving on to other members of the Justice League, we know that Wonder Woman 3, which was in production, uh, is now essentially canceled. Uh, the director, Patty Jenkins, has said as much. And in, in addition, I think Hollywood Reporter broke the news that Gal Gadot was out as Wonder Woman. And you know what the worst part about that was, too? (laughs) Is that Hollywood Reporter story, uh, that broke on the day. It was the the anniversary of Gal Gadot's casting as Wonder Woman. And she was so excited, and she posted something on her Instagram. and Or maybe it was the day after. But she posted something on her Instagram, and she was like, it's the anniversary of me being Wonder Woman, and I'm so glad that I got to do this, and I'm so excited for all the things to come and to share her plan with you or something like that. And then the following day, they announced that she's axed. It was just, oh, it bothered me so much. Their timing on this is not very great. And look, I I do understand that the company is in sort of crisis mode because everybody hates the DCEU. (laughs) Everybody hates it, even though there are actually some good projects in there. Like like I said earlier, I mean, people love the Suicide Squad, the second one. Uh, People love Peacemaker. You know, Man of Steel is pretty good. Uh, I think a lot of people like that. It does get some hate, though. I think that's that's basically it. You know, every everybody hates it, and so I understand that they're kind of in crisis mode, and so they're they're trying to figure out what they're doing, and they're kind of um, they're kind of on edge, right? Because I think if 
if they do this relaunch and it still fails, then I think the DC's done for a long time. I think they're going to stop trying to make the franchise out of it. And they're going to just continue doing the sort of one-off Elseworlds type stories that we're getting with the Batman and Joker. Um, Speaking of the Batman, I really excited about some of this news <laughs> and I really wanted to talk about it right away but I I realized that I would much rather end on a happy note than on a sad note <laughs> okay here we go so obviously the Batman uh, we've talked about it a lot I think <laughs> um, the Batman movie what it, it came out in March of last year uh, it was absolutely phenomenal it was so beautiful <laughs> no, um I loved it. You know, Shade and I, I think we both loved it. Uh, it was a great, it was a wonderful take. Um, it was something that we haven't seen before. You know, it was, it was, um, it was a detective, you know, it was the, it was a detective movie. It, it, sh- it showed an aspect of the Batman that we don't normally see. It tried to, st- it, it stayed as much or as far away from action movie as possible. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because as I've mentioned before, you know, the, the world's greatest detective aspect of the Batman character is my favorite part. You know, those are my favorite storylines always, and uh, that was my favorite aspect of, like, the Arkham games. And so when we got to see that, it was so exciting. And the Batman is, like, kind of universally praised, right? Everybody thinks it's great. <laughs> and so a big worry as we moved forward was how does the Batman fit into the greater DC universe? And others, you know, including myself, uh, were really worried that they were going to try and tie this character into the greater universe. And I'm still a little bit worried that they're going to try and do that. But my fears have been alleviated a little bit as supposedly James Gunn and uh, Peter Safran and Matt Reeves... um, so the two CEOs of DC Studios and then the director of the Batman f- film, they had a meeting, or they've reportedly had many meetings, and supposedly they have all agreed that the Batverse, you know, the Batman, um, the upcoming Penguin TV show, which we'll discuss further in a little bit, and uh, the Batman 2 would all remain separate uh, from the greater DC universe, which is, I think, a phenomenal choice because <laughs> obviously then that film um, doesn't necessarily have to worry about fitting, you know, everything in, which is great. It doesn't have to explain anything. Um, and also I think the sort of tone of the Batverse would not mesh with with a, a greater DC universe, right? The tone is... The, the, excuse me, the Batverse is very grounded in reality. It's very, yeah, I guess grounded is probably the best way that I I could think of putting it right now. And I think for, you know, a sort of Justice League style movie to exist, I don't think you can have that level of grounding. It needs to have that sort of fantastical element, you know, to be able to have Superman there and Wonder Woman and Aquaman. These are very fantastical characters. Uh, where Batman, it's much more easy. It's much more easy uh, to make it a very grounded story. And I think if the Batman movie is grounded, but then he shows up in the Justice League and is very fantastical, it sort of ruins that immersion, and it would just feel weird. So I'm glad that they're doing that. 
Um, all right. So at this point, I think we might as well talk about the Penguin TV show, which I am so excited about. When the whole Warner Brothers <laughs> Discovery uh, merger thing was going on, obviously, a lot was sort of on the line. Uh, there was a lot. They were in crisis mode. They were trying to figure out what's going on. And after the massive success of the Batman, the studio naturally realized that Matt Reeves was sort of their one of their you know one of their most valuable assets at this moment. He was sort of like he was almost a golden goose because the Batman. I think has done better than any other DC movie, at least as far as like critical acclaim goes, for sure. <laughs> so naturally they they negotiated a like a multi-year contract to make sure that he would stick around. And so while, you know, James Gunn and Peter Safran are going about their business, sort of cleaning house, ruining my hopes and dreams, <laughs> um, Matt Reeves is still just plugging away, doing his doing his work. Um so yeah, what we've got up next in the so-called Batverse is the Penguin TV show, which uh, obviously is going to focus on the Penguin and sort of his rise to power in Gotham um, following the death of Falcone. And what we know about it so far is that it's going to lead directly into the Batman 2. Uh, th- the way that I'm interpreting this is like in the way that... Captain America and the Winter Soldier or Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show is leading presumably directly into oh lord uh what's that movie called uh Captain America New World Order jeez that was difficult in the in the same way that I I think that the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show is sort of optional to watch the Captain America 4 movie I think you could go straight from Endgame to Captain of War or jeez to um, straight from Endgame to New World Order and get the basic gist. Uh, you know, like you sort of understand why, uh, you understand that uh, the Falcon is now Captain America and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier just sort of adds a certain level of depth to that. That's what I would imagine is going on with the Penguin TV show is that while um, you could go straight from the Batman 1 to Batman 2 and sort of get the gist, the Penguin TV show is more just going to add that context. Um, I think it. I think it just went in development. I believe it just went into development, which is exciting because that means that we're going to get it, you know, relatively soon. And I know it's being written and directed by Matt Reeves, uh, so hopefully, you know, it's going to be of the same caliber. You know, obviously, a little bit a little bit less or so, because I'm sure the budget's not going to be as phenomenal, but of the same style, I'll say, as the Batman TV show, or the Batman TV show, uh, the Batman movie, as it was, you know, so awesome. <laughs> but we also know that Matt Reeves is is uh, reportedly doing another show. We know that he's uh, supposedly working on a series that's going to focus more on Arkham Asylum and a little bit on the Gotham PD. I guess, actually, the show is not um, necessarily going to center solely around the GCPD as it was before. Originally, the idea was that it was going to center all around the GCPD, and it was going to be set in year one. Uh, so before the Batman movie, because uh, that's in year year two. The point of this show was originally supposed to be that it was going to sort of discuss the corruption of 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 the police department and presumably of the Gotham City Council and the mayor mayor's office and the DA's office 
one would assume it would go into sort of the whole corruption surrounding Gotham. But recently, the director, Matt Reeves, has has started talking about how the story has sort of evolved from just being about the GCPD, and it is going to focus slightly more on the Arkham Asylum aspect. I think Matt Reeves said... Here, let me, let me, let me just get the quote here. Uh, here we go. So, quote, uh, the idea of, again, the way that Gotham is a character in the movie, I really want Arkham to exist as a character so that you go into this environment and encounter these characters in a way that feels really fresh. And so in our work on Gotham, that story started to evolve and it started feeling, wait, we should really lean into this. And that's kind of where it's gone. So they've decided to make it more about Arkham, about the inmates. Um and sort of the origin of some some of the 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 funny fellas in the asylum there. Now my hope is that we do get to see a little bit more of Barry Keegan's Joker. Uh, obviously, we only got to see you know that little bit in the actual theatrical the, excuse me the actual theatrical release of the movie, um, and then the the deleted scene that was released later on, which was beautiful. That was only five minutes long, but it, it did showcase a little bit more of Barry Keegan's uh, acting and showed that, in theory at least, could play this Joker and play it convincingly, based off of, of what little that was. But I, I would really like to see a little bit more of him. I don't want him necessarily to be the focus of the show, because I think I've mentioned this to Shade, but not on not on the podcast, is that I don't want jo- the Joker to be the main villain of the second Batman film either. I want the Joker to sort of play... I want his role in the second movie to be similar to the Penguin's role in the first movie, where he's there and you can tell that he's involved and there's scenes and there's dialogue, but he's not the main guy. And then the further on in the movie, he becomes... You realize... Or not that he becomes the main guy. Um, that's not the right way of phrasing that. But my the way that I would like it to be is is that at the end of the movie, the Joker escapes from Arkham, and then that's how we get the trilogy, uh, and that third movie is the epic Batman v. Joker movie, um, which I think would be great. I would understand, though, if they wanted to go uh, with the Joker as the villain in the first Batman movie, or excuse me, in the second Batman movie. I would understand that. Uh, Obviously, it's a huge draw. The best Batman, probably one of the best villains of all time, easily top five. Personally, my favorite. I think he's better than Darth Vader. I put Darth Vader at two. I think that's a hot take. (laughs) A lot of people put Vader at one, and that's also fair. But I would see why they would want to go for that. I just think it would be more compelling to me, me personally, obviously, uh, if that wasn't necessarily the route that they went with it. But part of that is just because I want to see that character developed, and I I really, really want to see the relationship between the Joker and the Batman. Because as, you know, phenomenal as Heath Ledger was and as phenomenal as Jack Nicholson was, those were both the introductions of the character to that universe. That was the first instance where the Batman had to fight the Joker. Whereas as we know from that deleted scene in The Batman, uh, we know that Joker and Batman have fought before. You know, I think at one point in that scene, Joker even says, we're destined to battle for eternity or something along those lines. So they're building up that sort of relationship. And I don't think we've ever seen a Joker-Batman relationship like that in the movies. 
you know, I've discussed before that I think the the most compelling thing about Joker and Batman is the fact that they are so intertwined and they have this relationship where they know basically everything about one another. Um, and that's just something we haven't seen yet. And so personally, I would like to see that fostered in the TV show, or excuse me, in the movie. I don't know if I want the Batman really to make a, uh, to make an appearance in this Arkham TV show. I don't know if I necessarily do. Obviously, I think he should make cameos, but I don't think he should really play a part in it. I feel like if Batman is there for longer than an episode, then that really takes the focus away from what the goal is here. You know, I um, in that quote that I read, Matt Reeves wants Arkham Asylum to feel like a character. And I think to achieve that, you sort of need to put the focus on Arkham Asylum. And if you bring in the Batman too often, I think the focus is going to be on the Batman. People are just going to hone in on, on, on Robert Pattinson and not on whoever's in whoever's in Arkham Asylum at this time you know what would be an interesting thing to do (laughs) and this is only tangentially related to what I was just saying um but what I think would be an interesting thing to do would be to introduce Harvey Dent in the Penguin TV show that would be interesting if they could introduce him in that as as sort of the aspect of like you know he's comes into Gotham and he's trying to clean up the corruption and as a part of that being Gotham City's White Knight, he goes after uh, the Penguin, who is now the, essentially the kingpin, and he 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 comes in now because um, things are unsteady. It, it makes sense that this is when you would want to sort of pounce uh, if you are trying to take them down. I would think, and I think you know the more the see the th- God, this is this is tough because. I I really want to see Two-Face. I really want to see Two-Face in this universe. I think the the take on him would be incredible, but he's another character like the Joker that I really want to see, but I I I would love to see the development. Like I would love to see this as sort of like a long drawn out process. Maybe I mean, we know that part of the Batman movie, the part of the inspiration was uh the long Halloween comic book, but I think I think um I think if they take the long Halloween and and sort of form the part of that storyline that is about Harvey Dent into the Penguin TV show, that would be really compelling. And then the Batman movie, does he turn bad so soon? I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I want him to turn bad that soon. I almost said I want him to turn bad in the Batman movie, but I don't know if I want that either. Mm, this is tough. I know there's there's been a lot of um speculation as to who the next Batman villain is supposed to be and I don't think they've really been any any serious rumors I know that a lot of people think it's gonna be Scarecrow uh which I would be interested in seeing I think that could be really cool that the fear toxin would be would be beautiful to see (laughs) let's see who else is there another option uh of, of a villain who could take over is is Poison Ivy following the sort of flood of Gotham at the end of the first Batman movie, uh, this would, it could be a ripe time for her to sort of make an appearance. But the issue with that is that Poison Ivy, Poison, jeez, uh, Poison Ivy is a little bit of, of a fantastical villain. She comes from that aspect of, of the Batman's rogues gallery that is a little, a little more comic book-esque, right? Whereas, the thing about the Riddler, uh, especially with the the way that they had him 
portrayed in this movie is that that's also very grounded. Um, the Joker seems very grounded. The Penguin is very grounded. He doesn't, uh, he's just sort of a, a, a pudgy guy, right? With, with sort of deformed or with a scarred face, right? Um, traditionally, the Penguin was, you know, um, sort of considered a monstrosity, right? Like you think of Batman Returns. That Penguin is very fantastical. That, that portrayal of him is not grounded at all um and to a lesser extent with with the riddler in um the joel schumacher batman uh he's more fantastical i feel weird saying fantastical with him though as he is he's not like he has a super uh, actually no definitely fantastical with the 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 brain sucky goo machine uh that was pretty fantastical so i'm fine with saying that never mind (laughs) but there's a few villains that I, I would like to see. Um, obviously, I mentioned Two-Face. I would really like to see some form of Bane. Now, Bane, obviously, among the more fantastical Batman characters. Um, but I think there's a way that they could do him in this universe where it wouldn't be quite so fantastical, right? I think if they draw on the aspect for, of Bane's character from... Oh, what if they... No, that was the Dark Knight Rises. I was going to say, what if they do the Nightfall storyline? But I doubt they're going to do that because that was or that was the basis for um, the Dark Knight Rises. But from, from, those, from a storyline like that, where in the comics, Bane is a very, very intelligent guy, right? He's genius. He's a genius level. He has a genius level intellect. So much so that he, you know, took over the prison where he was he was trapped he sort of led the that whole prison and it was because his intellect was so smart and he was so naturally physically strong that the government in the comics the where of whatever you know latin nation he was from i think it was an island i can't remember what it's called man my first instinct was cordo maltese but it's definitely not that and i don't know what that's from (laughs) <laughs> I know that's from some from some nerdy thing. Santa Prisca, that's what it's called. Santa Prisca is the um is the island where Bane is from. Um the 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 what was I even saying that for? Oh, the it was because he was so smart that the government um injected him with this venom that led to him being the big beefy man that we all know and love. Um <laughs> And there, you know, there's obviously a lot of portrayals. Normally, he's just portrayed as like this dumb idiot because he's so big. He's normally seen as like the meathead guy who just does nothing, uh, which is fair. It's a fair assumption. Um, but I, I obviously much prefer that aspect of him where he's a genius. And we don't know this for sure, but in that sort of climax of the Batman movie, when um, the Batman is fighting all of the Riddler goons, he injects himself with something and he just goes absolutely berserk right and the sort of assumption is that that's venom or a venom prototype or something similar to that so in theory at least there is a basis for someone like that and i think that would be really interesting another villain that shade and i have discussed is killer croc and i i know shade wants to see the killer croc like from arkham asylum where he's just this massive guy. You know, he well, he's not even really a guy. He's really just a crocodile, and he's freaking huge. 
And it's just, you know, he's an ungodly monster. And I don't necessarily think that if he were to be in the Batverse, I see no reason to think that that's the the style that they would go with, right? If they were going to go with the, or with, um, Jumpin' Giblets, uh, Killer Croc, <laughs> if they were going to go with Killer Croc for the Batverse, they wouldn't go with something like that in my, I, I don't think. I would think they would, because it's such a grounded universe, I would think they would go with a Killer Croc from like the Brian Azzarello Joker arc, right? Where he's just a, like a big, he's just, you know, he's a, a regular guy. He's just jacked. Um, and he's got this sort of deformity that causes his skin to look a little bit more scaly. And I think he's even got sharp teeth. Um, but he's more of just a regular guy who leans into that croc aspect. And I think that would be a much more likely scenario if we're going to see Killer Croc in this. But that being said, while we're on the topic of villains, the the director, Matt Reeves, has come out and said that no matter what, he doesn't want the film to be about the villain, right? He wants the film to continue to be about Bruce Wayne. Um, and that's a, you know, he, he talked about that that was such a big draw in The Batman is that it focuses so much on Bruce Wayne. It focuses on the Batman. It doesn't necessarily focus on the Riddler. It obviously does because he's the main villain, but the movie is there to really describe the Batman and and uh, the Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne and the sort of relationship within there. Um, and he's talked about how the way that these things normally go is that the first movie is going to center on the guy, you know, the hero, but then all the sequels they really just focus on their rogues gallery. They focus on the flashy villains or whatever. And Reeves said that um, he wants Bruce Wayne to be the emotional center of the story. Uh, he thinks that if the focus is on the villains too much, then Bruce, then the Batman and Bruce Wayne naturally take a backseat, and that's not what he wants. And I think that is, I think that's much more important. I think that's a good choice. Uh, I think that that is the obvious way to go with how, you know, incredible the first movie was. I think it it makes sense to sort of build out that universe in a way that keeps true to the tone of the first movie. Um, So I suppose that mostly wraps us up. Um, We've sort of hit on the big, the big overarching things. (laughs) Um, So now I think at this point, I'm just going to run down a list of the upcoming projects we've got, and then we'll call it a day, huh? So let's see, uh, the next DC movie we got is Shazam! Fury the Gods. Uh, that's supposed to come out in March. Uh, I'm not excited for that. <laughs> I'm not. Um, the trailer looks stupid, in my personal opinion. I didn't necessarily like the first one that much. It was fun, but it wasn't good. And I mean, I've already discussed where I want the Shazam! character to go. But alas, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Then we've got the Flash movie in June. I think I mentioned that earlier, but it's supposed to come out in June. And uh, DC Studios, I didn't mention this earlier, is it looks like they're going to stick with Ezra Miller. They're going to drop Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and <laughs> and Wonder Woman, uh, Gal Gadot, who are just great and who've done nothing wrong except appear in some bad movies, really. 
<laughs> and but they're gonna keep Ezra Miller, who's gone on a sort of rampage all across the globe. So you know, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, after that, we've got uh, the Blue Beetle movie. I know that Shade's super excited about this, but I really just am not. Uh, I don't think I've even I've never read a Blue Beetle comic. I know that for sure. And I think the only thing I've even seen him in is that old animated TV show. I think it's called Batman the Brave and the Bold. Was he in that? He was, yes. Yeah, that's the only thing that I know the Blue Beetle from. And even that, I didn't even watch that show, really. I think I watched a few episodes of it, but it just, for whatever reason, didn't stick with me. I might have been, I don't know when that, that came out. Let's see, what year did that? 2008. Oh, yeah, so at this point, I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't think I was really necessarily into, like, comics as much then. Yeah, because this, this was the same year that um, that Iron Man came out, and I wasn't really necessarily into comics. I liked them, obviously, but I wasn't huge into them until, until the MCU, much like everybody else in the world. <laughs> yeah, this was not... I think this was this was the type of thing that, like, I saw that it was on, on the guide, and I skipped it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Shade's super excited about that. That's coming in August. Um, after that, we have Aquaman 2, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, uh, December 25th. Bold to release that on Christmas, I think, but do what you will. And then obviously, I mean, I think I mentioned earlier, I think after that, Jason Momoa is going to be done as Aquaman and he's going to be replaced as Lobo. That's That seems to be the general consensus on the World Wide Web. After that, we've got Peacemaker Season 2. I don't think we have an actual date, but that's supposed to come out in 2023. Uh, I still need to watch the first season. I heard it was great. I just, I don't really like John Cena. <laughs> it's so it's hard for me to watch a movie where he's the main guy. Um, and also, I, I didn't really like, I think I, I mentioned this earlier, I'm not a huge fan of the Suicide Squad movie. Like, it was fun, but it's not one that I'm clamoring to see again, you know? That's just me. After that, the last one that I think we have an official date for is Joker 2. Folie adieu. Um, if you want some some thoughts on that, go back to our second episode. We we That was our, our, uh, our first episode that was actually good. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then in development movies, we've got The Batman 2, obviously. Um, James Gunn's super movie, Superman movie, which is the the young Superman, um, canceled is Wonder Woman three, Man of Steel two. Uh, let's see, in development, the Gotham slash Arkham TV show. I mentioned that the uh, the Penguin TV show. So excited about that. Um, let's see what else is in development. We've got allegedly there's going to be a Tanahisi Coates. Uh, written sorry let me rephrase this let me restart that sentence allegedly there's going to be a superman project that is going to be written written by ta-nehisi coates a famed writer wrote a really good black panther run uh i think he's he might be the current author for the for the captain america run or maybe it was the last run that he did but i know he has written captain america and that's supposed to star michael b jordan let's see what else do we have the green lantern core tv show um that's supposedly a thing i'm interested to see what they do with that i think you know obviously the the ryan reynolds green lantern movie sort of ruined the character for me (laughs) um i 
I'm not a huge fan of the Green Lantern, and I do seriously think it's because of that movie. And just frankly, I haven't read any of his comics or seen any like the animated stuff. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. That if that's good, I might actually start liking the character and care. <laughs> um, let's see, an Hour Man, Hour Man show. I don't know what that is. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know why they're going with that. I've literally never heard of this guy before. <laughs> Um, but okay, Our Man TV show, a Static Shock show. I think they did something with Stat. They didn't. They do a Static Shock show already, an animated one. Oh yeah, here we go. Two thousand. I know that I watched some of this. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, oh, it's apparently being produced by Michael B. Jordan. Speaking of Michael B. Jordan, little side note. I'm so excited to see what he does with Creed Three. the sh- The trailer looks freaking incredible. And obviously, I love boxing, and I love the Rocky world, and I love Michael B. Jordan. So uh, it's setting, it's uh, building itself up to be pretty awesome in my book. But <laughs> um, I think it's written by Ryan Coogler, too, so that means it's going to be good. The, the story is going to be good, at least. Anyways, back to DC. We've got an Aqualad TV series, allegedly. Another James Gunn series. Uh, I think he, I, I heard, I've heard two separate things. I've heard that, uh, he, he's doing an Amanda Waller series and he's doing another series on top of that, that we don't know anything about, but I've also heard that those two are just the same series. So I don't know. We may have two T, two James Gunn shows or just the one. Let's see. What else do we have? Constantine two, uh, the Sandman season two. That was immensely popular. And then what do we have after this? The Supergirl show likely canceled, um, based on what they did with Batgirl. Um, and there was supposed to be a Zatanna TV show, but the status of that is currently unknown, I believe. I don't know if anybody has any news on that. Oh, okay. Also, it looked like at some point there was a plan. It was planned that J.J. Um, Abrams' Bad Robot Productions was going to make a, a Justice League Dark uh, team with presumably both... Um, movies and tv shows and zatanna was gonna or zatanna i don't know whoever (laughs) was going to be in in that as well but the status of that is is currently unknown we're not entirely sure uh if they're going to be doing that but i believe that's all of the dc projects man i how much you want to bet that they're going to release batgirl i seriously think that that batgirl play was i think part of me thinks that they were really going to cancel it, but the backlash is such that in like two years or something, they're just going to release it. I don't know. I kind of hope that's true because I'm really excited to see it. And I know Michael Keaton was supposed to be in it, but part of me seems like, I mean, it was already finished, right? I mean, they'd done basically everything for it and everybody was angry about it, but I'm not really basing that off of anything. It just seems to me like the type of thing that would be done, but obviously what do I know? (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think, I think that pretty much wraps us up. So yeah, that's the current state of DC. Um, there's a lot of promising stuff, a little bit nervous, (laughs) a little bit nervous, but there's a lot of promising stuff. There's a lot of stuff there that looks like it's going to be bad. Um, I'm really, really trying to hold off judgment on the James Gunn thing. Like, I know I've, I've talked about how I'm mad about it, but I'm trying to like, not be too down and be like, oh, it's going to suck no matter what. Um, I'm trying not to do that because it's not fair to him. (laughs) You know, he got handed, um, you know, a piece of garbage. uh, And I don't blame him for trying to reboot. 
so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that after this sort of change, everything comes out okay, but I'm not confident. But yeah, so there we go. That's all the DC news. I suppose we will wrap it up here. Make sure that you uh, follow the Instagram as that's where we put news. For example, this this episode was a little delayed um, and I put the announcement of that on, on the story for the Instagram as well as we put notifications there for when we're live. We place some, some movie reviews and some news on the story and stuff like that. But also, if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing the podcast with uh, your homies, you know, your friends and family, that would be much appreciated. Uh, trying to grow that listener count. Trying to inflate those numbers. <laughs> trying to, you know, uh, make it look like we're much more popular than we are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I think that's fine. Uh, with that, I will. We will catch you next week, and hopefully back with uh, Shane. <laughs>